Welcome to Beat the Prosecution, presented by Virginia criminal defense lawyer John Katz, where we are here to regularly present to you information and ideas for beating your prosecution as best as possible. Now your host, John Katz. Hello everybody, this is John Katz. I'm a criminal defense and DUI defense lawyer in Fairfax, Virginia. Welcome everybody. I'm introducing you or reintroducing you to Abby Swigart, our podcast master. Hello everyone. <laughs> What's today's topic, Abby? Is it worth the cost? Are lawyers worth the cost? Well, you know, that's an interesting one. Um, I suppose if a person has a cyst on their neck, they could wait a few weeks and see if it goes away or if it uh, becomes becomes something uh, so big that now surgery can't even solve it or they can just invest the money in having uh, a doctor check it out. Uh, with a lawyer, at least sit down with a lawyer if you're facing a jailable offense to figure out if you need a lawyer. But if you go to court without a lawyer, you're going against a lawyer, that's the prosecutor. You're going against a judge who's a lawyer. You're going against a cop who's trained in the law. And so who's the only one who's not trained in the law, Abby? It would be you. There you go. The client. So, Abby, what, what kind of things do people want to know about uh, paying for a lawyer? I think people have questions about do they have to pay 100% of the cost up front or can there be payment plans? I think that's a big one that's asked if they can pay in installments because sometimes it is a hefty price to you know get your justice and beat the prosecution. That's right. Most people who um, go ahead and uh, need a lawyer, they haven't saved for one for a rainy day, at least for when they uh, need a criminal defense lawyer. And so what we do to make it convenient is I typically, for a flat fee, not always, uh, will offer a 50-50 payment plan as long as I have my full payment in my hands before the first uh, trial date or earlier court date. And we're able to tell clients about various payment uh, financing options. Uh, of course, there's the obvious ones about going to your bank, uh using your credit or debit card, but some of them have very unfavorably high interest rates. There's Credible.com, which is a consolidator of various financing institutions where you can find out pretty instantly about whether you qualify and what kind of terms and conditions you qualify for a loan. We use LawPay.com for processing our credit cards, and so this is one-stop shopping to both pay us through a credit card system and also just instead to see if you qualify for a loan that way through the Affirm company. Uh, didn't you help someone recently, one of our clients, in uh, doing that system through Affirm and LawPay? Yeah, we've had a few clients that it's been a very successful program for them to be able to finance paying for John's, you know, retaining John for their case. And it's very simple through LawPay, at least, this, you know, the system we use. In Affirm, you just put in some of your information to confirm who you are. And she was instantly able to get um, the payment plan and rates that it would be for her and her situation. And, you know, after she realized she was approved and she could pay for John, um, she was just externally grateful that that was even an option that she could do because she couldn't pay, you know, the lump sum that was required up front. Was this a client of ours who got rejected by her bank for a loan? Yeah, she wasn't able to, and I think she was maxed pretty high on her credit card, so that wasn't an option, and the bank, from my understanding, wouldn't give her a loan. So 
this was a good third option. How long did the entire process take from beginning to end while you're on the phone with this client for doing a firm application? Five minutes from, you know, logging in to hitting the process payment and instant, you know, the wonders of technology. It was super fast and she got an approval right then within mere moments. Abby, how many podcasts have we done up to now? So we've done two previous ones. And where can people get more information about our law firm, including our detailed blog entries? So your blogs are, if you just want to, you know, research us and or ask us questions, you can reach us at beattheprosecution.com or you can give our office a call during normal office hours or after hours at 703-383-1100. And for people who like texting? Our texting number is a little different. It would be 571-406-7268. And did you already say the info at email address? Yeah, if you need to email us, if that's your preferred you know, method of communication, it would be info at beattheprosecution.com, all one word. So Abby, did you know that before COVID, I actually rarely accepted any payment plans at all and took flat fees. And during COVID, there were such long delays sometimes to get court dates, I decided I would experiment and it worked out with doing a 50-50 payment plan. And uh, I would guarantee the second payment with a creditor debit card where our contract says that I will automatically bill that amount uh, on such and such a date and the client can always do a replacement payment. I'm not the biggest fan about financing. I just like that that's an option. Uh, the, these interest rates for a firm, they can run from uh, 10% up to 36%. I think anything over 20 or 25% gets kind of high. Um, but the thing that I do like about this firm company is that uh, they tell you right off the bat how much they're billing, and apparently they're very clear on what the terms and conditions are for their lending. What other things do you think people would want to know about hiring me or another lawyer, Abby? Um, because it's sometimes, you know, a hard topic for people about the money. I think as people want to make sure they're getting what they're paid for. So how does someone, when they walk into a lawyer's office and they're getting quoted a price, know what that, if that's a good price or if, you know, what they're getting for their payment? You want transparency in your potential lawyer. If your lawyer gets upset, angry, curt, or evasive about answering any question, legitimate question you ask that you do so uh, that you do so politely, you better wonder about that lawyer. If someone says to me, why are you charging X amount of dollars when Joe Schmo down the street is charging Y dollars, I'll be able to sit down with them. Well, in my experience, it takes at least X number of hours to handle this kind of case. I expect perhaps for there to be more than one uh, court date, I'm going to have to be spending this amount of time getting discovery and other evidence and reviewing it. Uh, if I find out at the end of the representation that what I charge seems to have been uh, more than was necessary uh, on a subjective level uh, for billing you. I, I have sometimes refunded uh, some money to clients where I found that I billed more than what was necessary. But then on the flip side, uh, there's some clients who hire me and pay me for less than was necessary after all. And it's kind of like an all-you-can-eat buffet in some ways. Didn't we recently have a court case where I think uh, we've been uh, in court for trial dates for three times for this client. And just recently, one of the essential witnesses for the prosecutor uh, came down with COVID and the prosecutor for a third time, and this, uh, this, I objected to this, and the last time uh, got a continuance over my objection. Yeah, so 
kind of can't tell going in how long the case is going to take or what you're getting yourself into sometimes. But it sounds like you want people to feel empowered to ask these questions to potential lawyers and know where their money is going and not be afraid to to ask. Right. So so let's go for the rest of it. Uh, if If the potential client says to me, Okay, well, you've told me how much time this is going to take, but Joe Schmo down the street is still billing less. Why, why should I hire you instead? I will not say anything bad about any colleague. What I'll instead say is, look, you know, go with whoever you want, but this is what I offer. What I offer is over 30 years of successful experience defending thousands of people charged with criminal offenses. I go in there with no holds barred, no kid gloves. I've taken hundreds of cases to trial successfully. That's what I'm offering you. I will tell the potential client about what I can do for their case. And I'm all about being interested in the best possible result for the uh, criminal defendant who comes into my office and for them to do it within their budget. So if they find another lawyer uh, and they still get a good result, I'm happy for them. And I'm happy f uh, for me when they come and hire me because I just love doing this work. Now, I don't want to sound like an ogre that I uh, objected to a continuance when this essential witness for the prosecutor came down with COVID. I'm sure she was telling the truth, but I was just miffed that the case got postponed the previous time, so I went ahead and objected to it. Anyway, anything else I should be telling the listeners on this topic? Is it a one-size-fit-all payment? You charge the same amount for every person that comes in, typically? Excellent question. You know, when I was a senior in high school, I was one of the highest commission earners uh, for two separate weeks at the old Tomacan discount shoe store. And so this fits in with, uh, there's no one-size-fits-all. I suppose if someone has a size 14 shoe versus a size 6 shoe, there's more material, and that shoe might be more expensive. I need to size up uh, what the person's case is about, what they're looking for. Uh, so no, there is, there is no uh, set menu of, of billing. I want to bill enough to be able to go to the battlefield and do a great job in the battlefield. I'm only going to go fully armed in the battlefield, which is the courthouse for our clients, or I'm not going to go at all. Uh, but that is gets back once again, though. I mean, if I find out that I charged a client too little, like this client who's now going to have a fourth trial date, uh, that's fine. I mean, once you pay for the all-you-can-eat buffet at my law firm, uh, you'll get my full uh, firepower and work, even if I find out maybe I should have charged more after all. I think the last thing, it's kind of tadpoles off this subject. When should people start those meetings with lawyers of possibly retaining them especially when there's hefty amounts possible that you have to pay when should you contact these lawyers or any lawyer well soon because this reminds me of what uh, an alcoholic once said which is that in the AA meeting one of them mentioned that while we're here at the AA meeting our alcoholism is doing push-ups outside to keep strengthening the alcoholism and to challenge our resolve not to drink so uh of course, even my DWI clients aren't all alcoholics, but it's it's an apt uh, analogy because the longer you take to get yourself the right lawyer for you, the prosecutor's not waiting, the, uh, the cop's not waiting for you to get a lawyer. They are preparing the case against you. Uh, so I would suggest that within two or three business days of being arrested at the latest, start checking with lawyers. You don't need to hire the first one. Give yourself a chance to compare lawyers 
But if you take more than 10 to 15 days after your arrest to hire a lawyer, now you're coming into possibilities where there might be uh, papers that are filed by the prosecutor, by the police that really have to be acted on. You get it in the mail. You don't know what to do with it. Or there might be some filing deadlines you have that you don't even know about uh, or evidence you have to get that might disappear otherwise. The sooner you get a lawyer, the better within one or two weeks. Or I'd actually say more like seven to ten days within being within being arrested, the better. So it sounds like the sooner the better and an overview just to empower yourself to ask questions of lawyers that you're meeting and ask about financing financial options that you could have paying by payment plans or like we said when we use a firm um, that's been a great help to some people that would need it so asking those questions is probably the best for potential clients to do and to be able to find the right lawyer for them right and of course on the topic of finding the right lawyer if your lawyer charges more than joe schmo down the street but gets an acquittal for you you've saved your liberty you haven't paid any fines and court costs. If it's a DWI case, you've saved your driving privileges. It's kind of like going to a doctor. Anyone who's going to go to a doctor for open heart surgery who just graduated uh, a week before from some uh, mail order uh, uh, medical center, uh, I don't think people want to do that. And it's, it's at the end of the day, I think it's your money and it's your case and your life and you need to find the lawyer that's right for you. And you know, the finances that are right for you. That's it's all right. about you. That's right. Abby, thanks so much for helping us out on this podcast. Where can people reach us again if they want to contact us? Our website, as always, beattheprosecution.com, or you can send us an email at info at beattheprosecution.com, or give us a call at 703-383-1100. Thanks, everybody. This has been John Katz, criminal defense and DWI defense lawyer in Fairfax. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on Beat the Prosecution. This is a regular podcast trying to give a people a leg up against police investigations and court prosecution. We welcome your contacting us at info at beattheprosecution.com and at 703-383-1100.